Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories for today's military spouses so they can continue to make confident and informed decisions for themselves and their families. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and your host for Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Holding Down the Fort. I am your host, Jen Amos, and I'm pretty excited. I had an opportunity to chat with this gentleman offline for a long time before we started recording. And so I want to introduce you all to Jerome Amos Jr. He is the founder of BFAM, which stands for Brothers from Another Mother Cooking, U.S. Air Force Vet, and the lead for the Comcast NBC Universal Veterans Network, NYC Hub. Jerome, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jen. It's great to be here. And thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I feel like we prepared a lot. And I think our listeners who are watching this via video are going to enjoy the changes in your background. So they will enjoy that <laughs> as we talk. So I want to start by asking you because, you know, clearly 2020 is quite the year. I thought I'd check in with you and see how are you doing? <laughs> How am I doing? Well, Jen, <laughs> let me tell you, I am doing so well. No, uh, really, no, I'm, I'm doing great. It's an absolute pleasure to be, you know, alive and well and safe with my family. Uh, mm -hmm. I happen to have the convenience of having a job of which I can work from home. Mm -hmm. I could have done that without the pandemic, though. I, I do like going to restaurants. So, yeah, it, it's important to me that, that uh, I can, you know, enjoy myself. So, Mm -hmm. Working from home is good. It saves me a two-hour round trip. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I think since a lot of employees are working from home now, I think they're reevaluating the way they want to show up at work. Like I imagine for employees who have to show up in the office again, I hear all these quote unquote excuses or reasons to not show up like, oh, well, you know, in all due respect, obviously, like, you know, I have an elderly at home, so I don't want to endanger my elderly by going to work and then possibly bringing home something or parents have really enjoyed spending more quality time with their family and their children. And so it's interesting how much things have shifted. And although it was really uncomfortable for a lot of us at first, I think that a lot of us are beginning to see the silver lining in this pandemic. So anyway, I just thought I would add that because it's interesting times, I think, but good time. I think it's, I think people are beginning to see it as a good time for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. I live in a small community when those HOA things and it's brought us closer together. We share more. I mean, we were sharing before, but now we're really like focused on it. Mm -hmm. My one neighbor brings us, she makes handmade masks. So she brings over masks and I bring over food. So it's, it's sort of a simpatico. Oh, and wine gets exchanged a lot too, but. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's just been also speaking of wine, I consider myself a social drinker, but I think since these pandemic times, I've been drinking more at home. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just have to say White Claw is like my chosen, <laughs> my chosen beverage when I'm just de-stressing from the day. I feel like it's one of those drinks that I don't wake up later and have a hangover. There's something special about it. And it has a beautiful effect on me that I don't regret the next day. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I would have to say I belong to a lot of wine clubs. I really don't drink that much. I used a lot of the wine to to make sauces and things, but oh, so cool. yeah, that's basically or desserts or whatever else I can uh, force it into. But yeah, we're wine hoarders, as I like to say it. We uh-huh. just keep tucking it away and waiting for an opportunity when we're all going to be together. And that's why we buy the wine is so that we can share it with our friends. So that's basically what it's been. Now that we don't have any friends, we're stacking up on the booze. <laughs> just hoarding on the booze. <laughs> hoarding yeah. on the booze. <laughs> you hinted at this a little bit just now, Jerome, that you like to incorporate wine into your food. And that's always something that I think my husband wants to aspire to do with our food. It's just, you know, if, when he's looking in the kitchen, we don't always have that available. But anyway, as I had mentioned when I introduced you on the show, you are the founder of the Brothers from Another Mother Cooking Network on YouTube. And so I thought we'd take a moment to talk about that. And I know from my notes, you actually started about two, three years ago. And here you are with 200 subscribers and, you know, continuously asking the community, like, what do you want to see? What do you want featured? And, you know, this, this is really for you and your community. So thank you for transitioning to the kitchen. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the backstory of BFAM and yeah, just why you do it. <laughs> so BFAM, yeah. BFAM is, is a creation of basically my wife and my friends. I, I made a friend at a very unusual location. Mm-hmm. We had met at Costco. Okay. <laughs> so a gentleman walking around with his girlfriend, sort of looked like me, big guy. You know, his name is Ellis. And he had something like, I don't know, 12 large containers of barbecue sauce on his palate mm-hmm. <laughs> and was pushing it around. And I, you know, you know how you do when you're in a store, you cross each other in the aisle. I kept crossing him and I'm like, okay, I don't know this guy. I don't want to, you know, freak him out or anything like that. But when we hit the checkout line, I was like, I got to find out why he's got so much barbecue sauce. (laughs) So me being me, I said, excuse me, I don't mean to disturb you, but I got to ask, what are you doing with all the barbecue sauce? You're doing one of two things in my mind. You're having a party of which you did not invite me, wrong of you, <laughs> or B, there's something with the barbecue sauce in a bathtub that you guys are doing, I don't know. <laughs> Very unusual. <laughs> so he laughed, which was my intention, and they said, yes, we're having a party, we, we call it this thing, we do it every year, it's called Meat Fest, mm-hmm. and he invited me, and out of the blue, and I said, you know, when you, you, get, you meet a person who gets you funny... I'm going to make this happen. So I went home after I went Costco shopping, did all what I said. And I told my wife, we're going to an event tonight. She goes, what? She's like, oh. <laughs> I met this guy and his girlfriend and they do this thing called Meat Fest. I said, that's got to be us. We're foodie people. We love food. So why don't we go meet them at this place? And we used to live in the town that the event was in. So I figured, mm-hmm. hey, how difficult could it be? We grabbed some of the hoarded wine and brought, and brought the wine to the party. And yeah, he made a great party that he used to do. And it was fantastic. A lot of fun. And we made some new friends that came into a event. I call it an event because he did a party. So I have to do a six course meal for him. They come into my house. Wow. I set up a six course meal in the brag because that's what guys do. We banter. I kept sending him text messages of what I was making so he could be, you know, salivating, ready to go when he came. And every course that I was putting together and laying out to prep out to do my mise en place, 
he was like, man, this is really good. And then so once my wife finally got to see us together in my kitchen or in our kitchen, as you can see, mm-hmm. it was like, you guys are like a brother from another mother. <laughs> and <laughs> boom, <Damn. laughs> that was it. You know, that was it. So we started doing BFAM cooking. Right. And from, I mean, literally the next week we shot our first video. I had talked to during that same week, I had gotten an interview from Workshop Culinary. Mm-hmm. They're a knife sharpening company. They sell devices that sharpen your knives reasonably. Anyway, me and my sales brain started started percolating at the same time. And I'm saying, oh, well, they're doing a survey on me because I bought this knife thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm, we're going to shoot a video next week. And he was like, you're shooting a YouTube video? <laughs> I go, yeah, we, we, this is an idea that, I, you know, uh, just for fun. You know, I see a lot of people on YouTube doing all types of crazy stuff, going to Dollar <laughs> Tree, going to, you know, and I like a lot of the videos that talk about how to create different dishes, like mm-hmm. how to make, I don't know, baked shrimp scampi, which is my last video, how to do bread, how to do everything that you can possibly find. So mm-hmm. YouTube's a resource for me. And I figured, hey, I can be part of it. So we did it. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. I think that how-to videos are extremely popular on YouTube. And I'm just curious, in this time of people being at home more often because of the pandemic and social distancing and not going to restaurants as much as people used to, have you noticed maybe a spike in your viewership or have you noticed anything new since the start of the pandemic in regards to your YouTube channel? I've been more focused on it. That has been, I'm trying to get better at producing a video and making sure that information gets out to people, that it's in a better organized fashion. But, you know, growing a channel is difficult. Mm-hmm. And this is not my first job, my second right. job. It's my, not even my third job. It's an opportunity for me to, to get in the kitchen, create something that people like, especially my mother-in-law and my wife hey, <laughs> and my the neighbors. most important people. <laughs> <laughs> most important people, right? That I can get so many ideas out of my brain. So like eggs on eggs on eggs is something that, that I, I only cook on the weekends. So mm-hmm. I just get these ideas out of my brain. I made something last weekend called uh, savory bread pudding. Mm-hmm. which is like a ham and cheese sandwich rolled up inside of thyme and bread, which mm-hmm. I made the bread too, which is also a thing. You know, it's these are opportunities for you to take a sauce and put it on and put it on a plate and make it look nice, like you're at a restaurant. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the nice thing about having the, or trying these things, is that you can give yourself an elegant feel and stay safe at the same time. Yeah. So not just one course, but two courses or three courses, like creme boulet. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds to me that this is sort of your YouTube channel is almost like your brain dump for your own inventions. You're like, you know what, this is a great idea. Not only am I going to make it, but I'm going to put it on video so that I can remember that and share that with, you know, family and friends that may want to, you know, create the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly that. And when we were actually in the building, when we were still, when I'm still going to work at, Mm -hmm. at NBC, I literally, we used to do potlucks. One of our things was to get the team together in software development. At least that was my original job working at NBC. We have 40 developers together. And mm. these are usually, well, they're tremendously younger than me. I would like to say at least 20 years, most of them. And they're all individuals, right? Mm-hmm. But the one thing that brings us all together, good food, good booze. <laughs> that's that's universal. <laughs> and that's similar to the military. It's, uh, you know, part of the development team. So we had all of our occasions One of the things that happened at NBC that used to be really popular was that we would do, NBC itself, the company, would Mm -hmm. do special events. 
When mm-hmm. I first arrived at NBC, there were, just happened to be the same time as Pi Day. Mm-hmm. So the exact number of Pi. Nerdish, yes, it sounds nerdish. Oh, I but, see. <laughs> I'm processing but, this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 314, blah, 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 right? Yeah, you, yeah. It was the exact day, exact minute. So we had Pi Day. So I would make pies, we'd buy pies, everybody share pie. Mm-hmm. We'd have Cinco de Mayo. So we'd, well, we, we ended up with a couple of crock pots. So I made tacos and, or we made chili. We had a chili cook off. All at work, keep the team together to mm-hmm. allow us to grow together because we are a dis- distributed team. So mm-hmm. from New York all the way out to Seattle is the other part of the team. We would get together and create these opportunities for the team to bond more. So yeah. that's what made, made NBC, makes NBC a home for us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll at least that's the way I like to treat it because everyone's you know part of my family. What, one more thing before we transition to NBC is that to me, it sounds like cooking for you is a way to build community and camaraderie, whether it's with family or, you know, with your colleagues. And so with that said, you know, is there any other reason why you just love cooking and like why, you know, out of all the things that's on your plate, you've chosen to do this YouTube channel? Well, I like to share, you know, mm-hmm. cooking in general, being ex-military, that's really what brought it. I, I, don't, I mean, I, I grew up in a house that cooked. Mm-hmm. I was raised by my great aunt and she was a church lady. Literally, she was married to the pastor. Wow. And, and, and the neighborhood itself, where I grew up, all the kids used to come to my house because the ice cream man literally stopped in front of my house every time it drove by. So it was a literal location in which the ice cream man came to and we all took care of that stuff. But, and it was always the the neighborhood knew that there was a place that you can find comfort and food at the same time. And it was always available. Mm -hmm. So I took that into the military. And when we got in the military, there was an opportunity for the shop to come together. When I worked in maintenance on the aircraft, we all got together to bring the team together. So that Mm -hmm. stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Similar to Friendsgiving, that's a really big military tradition of which we've now duplicated at NBC. <laughs> so, it. It. right. So it, to me, you have to take care of the people who are next to you so that they can take care of you. Mm. Right. They are the reason. I mean, I, I'm from a large family. I'm one of eight. Right. And I say that proudly because mm-hmm. I'm the oldest and it's my job to loop them all together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and keep them as a family no matter how close or far apart we are, you know, and just bring them back to the central family business of doing what we need to do, which Mm -hmm. is grow our family and make it bigger and better and survive through times like this and Mm -hmm. other times, like when my father passed away or my mother passed away. Food is a key factor to that complete life cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's my blanket. I love that. And I think, you know, being the eldest of eight, which is incredible, by the way, that's a lot. I mean, it's one thing to be the eldest, but to be the eldest of eight, I imagine that you have kind of picked up the caretaking role sometimes or like the, you know, the parental roles at times. And so I just love how cooking is a way to kind of bring everyone together for you and maintain the family unit. And yeah, and really it's an act of love, I think, to cook for people anyway. So I think that's amazing. And I really appreciate you sharing what cooking means for you. It definitely is is that. I mean, we, if we were in person, I'd probably (laughs) make you some ice cream or something. That would probably be what what I, I think that you would like the most. Cool. And I don't know why. I, I just, just looking at you, I don't even know if you like ice cream. 
I love ice cream. Oh. <laughs> I'm a chocolate person. I'm like a oh, like make me like about. a fudge almond chocolate ice cream. Deconstructed creme brulee <laughs> or yeah. uh, deconstructed s'mores or something like that. Oh my that. goodness. Yeah, you're going to be like my best friend. <laughs> Maybe when I'm in NYC when I visit my sister, we're going to have to pay a visit. <laughs> when things are better and and social distancing is less strict, who knows when that'll be, but I will keep that in mind, Jerome. <laughs> good. 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 The hotel's not that far and you can, you know, because there's going to be a lot of booze. I'm, I got to get rid of some of this stuff. <laughs> so. I will gladly help you uh, use up some of that booze for sure. Be, I've just been about it this pandemic. I, I think I say that proudly. I don't know. Well, Jerome, let's go ahead and transition to the work that you do at NBC. So I want to go ahead and read the title again. You are the lead for the Comcast NBC Universal Veterans Network NYC Hub. And for people that are hearing that for the first time, what does it mean to be the lead over there? And also share, how did you come across this opportunity? So NBC itself, I joined NBC approximately six years ago, mm-hmm. right? Very strange path in a way. And I feel like it was always in alignment for me mm-hmm. to get there. But I had already been working for, I've been working, doing software development, doing e-commerce work. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, it's time for me to stop jumping from job to job. So what I mean by that, in our career in software development, you generally come in there, you do whatever you need to do to finish the task, and then the project is over, and then you move on to another project. So I worked for everything from an advertising agency through, I was an instructor at Pratt and FIT, teaching front-end development. And then I was like, okay, so I've done all these different jobs, worked for Chanel, worked for projects like Levi, CK1. I can run down a list and I'm like, okay, I need some place. I need to nest. That's mm. I'm getting to the point in my life where hopping is great, but it's better <laughs> to find a place where you can nest. And I had a couple of opportunities to work at more e-commerce places and they had already sent me paperwork. And I'm like, this NBC job that really looks like a spot I should be. It's a big enough company, right? You right. know, this opportunity, you know, they should have some space in there for a, an entrepreneur. Cause originally I was uh, something else. I was a photographer. And prior to that, I was working in maintenance and R and D technician sales. Yeah. I've done it all. Love all right. It. So, Love it. You're so eclectic. So, Eclectic. Yeah. So my grandma used to say, you, you better have a plan B. <laughs> and I, I have plan B, a C and a D, <laughs> you know, Love it. Love you know it. just in case. So um, went to NBC and I was working there for about a year before mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the Veterans Network. Mm-hmm. And it's a Veterans Network is an ERG, Employee Resource Group. And they had sent out a survey big mistake. <laughs> so, so they sent a survey and one of the primary questions on the survey was, do you feel like you're being fully utilized? Hmm. I could not answer this question, but honestly, and uh-huh. I had to tell them approximately, and you know, this is a percentage. How much do you feel like you're being utilized? Mm-hmm. I said approximately 10%. And, wow. and they said, Mr. Amos, that doesn't sound right. I go, well, let's look at this. I have mm-hmm. four resumes. Right, You're using part of the four resumes, Mm -hmm. which is web development. I was an entrepreneur. I had my own business. I supervised Mm -hmm. more than 62 people. I was in charge and basic training on. Right, So you have me utilizing part of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm not managing anybody now. I'm just a senior software engineer. Right. Yeah. But about 10% is about right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
And they were like, oh, I didn't realize all that because when you applied to the job, you're applying for that position and mm -hmm. your resume is clean. Your resume is clean, meaning that it, it talks to that position. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say who I am. It says mm -hmm. what the job is that I'm applying for. I didn't want to put on too much stuff because then you become overqualified. Right, right, right. right? It's um, like you just want to show just enough to like show that you're capable, but also not overqualified. Exactly. I want the job. Yeah. You know, I don't care what level it is, but you're asking me a question. You want me to answer correctly. So I answered mm -hmm. correctly. Mm -hmm. 10%. So they suggested to me after sending out the survey again, because they must have gotten some other information that was, you know, needed to be changed and some other things. In a private conversation with my boss's boss, he said, maybe you should go meet this guy named Val. Val was a senior, what is he? Senior VP for mm -hmm. NBC News. And he was in charge and started Veterans Network at NBC. Okay. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know. The guy's next door. He's right next door in the office. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. He wasn't in the office at the time, but there was an event that was going on. Someone mm -hmm. else was in charge of Veterans Network. I attended the meeting. Where was it? At a bar, of course, <laughs> actually. And I arrived to the bar. The place was packed. Wow. And they were giving out swag, uh, NBC swag but I'm not exactly a small guy as you may have seen, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they were giving out jackets and the guy who I was talking with, who was the person who was doing my job then, mm -hmm. Tony said, I, I don't have an extra jacket that would fit you at this moment. He took his jacket off and gave me his jacket and said, I'll take care of it later. Wow. Okay. And I said, wow. that is a feeling I haven't had. And he brought me in a circle, you know, just like you, you know, it's not, it's not a, everybody standing together, standing around the body, brought me in a circle, started talking just like normal. That is something I haven't felt in 30 years. Wow. Mm. You know, I've, like I said, hopping from job to job. I still do what I do. I still made the, the Harlem Shake video. I made the, you know, at other companies with other people. We still do the same thing. I'm still the same person. But that feeling of being in a brotherhood, being with some people who care about you, no yeah. matter what, you only get that from a certain class of people. And those are military people. Right. And that feeling I hadn't felt in a long time. I called my wife that night on the way on the, my long trip home and told her, I went to this meeting. I hadn't felt this in a long time. And I didn't know I was even missing it. Wow. Yeah. You know, so I, ever since then, I was like, I'm, I'm all in 100% working with Veterans Network. I am looking to do whatever I can to help them out. And they, they got a great mission. They originally were looking at, they wanted to get, Comcast is looking to get 15,000 veterans or military families into Comcast by a certain date back then. Mm -hmm. They've since updated it. And then I don't know what the actual status is at the moment, but the last I heard was 21,000 by 2021. Mm -hmm. That was before pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 21,000 by 2021. So they're looking for active duty. They're looking for veterans. They're looking for military spouses. They have another partnership where they're trying to bring in 100,000 military spouses. And that's together, not in our number particularly, but our portion, we're trying to help. Mm -hmm. I'm all in. You know, I did not know that I was missing it. And that's why I do what I do with Veterans Network, because we're here to support. And yeah. I negotiate the corporate entity that is the rest of the people to make sure that it happens. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Jerome, in working with Comcast and NBC. 
Comcast, NBC, Universal, as well as with the Veterans Network, NYC Hub. I think that's a beautiful story. You know, sometimes we don't know what we need until it's given to us. And for it to bring you back, you know, back to the old days, old times of that kind of camaraderie, you know, you got in the military. It's like, wow, like this feels like home, right? Like I imagine yeah. that that it felt like you had a sense of home there and it makes sense why, you know, for someone who has jumped around from job to job and project to project, I imagine that six years at the same company is a long time for you. Again, yeah, that's what my anchor has been. You know, I, I literally, I would generally jump every two years or so, you know, uh, looking for the title and looking for the money. Mm-hmm. You know, the anchor is been Veterans Network. You know, the camaraderie, the stuff that we're trying to do together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's what kept me there. And this is the longest, outside of my own businesses, the longest mm-hmm. position I've had since the military. Wow. And it's actually longer than the military because I was only in the military five right. years, one month, one day. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in our notes. I think it's uh, quite fascinating that you were very specific on the <laughs> amount of time. It was like, oh, five years. No, it's not just five years. It's five <laughs> years, one month, and one day. Can you tell me really briefly what is the significance of you wanting us to know you served for five years, one month, and one day? Because it's an odd amount of time for your contract generally is four years, mm-hmm. right? So when you say five years, one month, one day, people say, why, <laughs> why that? Right. And it was really odd that I, I, uh, you know, the Gulf War part one started and they gave me a choice. I can immediately get out mm-hmm. or I can extend my contract. Mm-hmm. I extended my contract, but we kicked butt. So we got, so they don't need us anymore. So let mm-hmm. me out early. <laughs> it's kind of, there you go. It's, it's a weird thing. And then it happened to be exactly five <laughs> years, one month, one day. How, how much more could you, yeah, that's a, like a, I need a shirt for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just say like five years, one month, one day, it's a good conversation starter. You're like, someone will say like, what do you mean five years, one month and one day? You know, it's like, oh, let me tell you a story. <laughs> So Jerome, I want to just talk a little bit more about the Veterans Network. And, you know, obviously you have really enjoyed your time there and you want to, you know, help out other veterans and, you know, military spouses. So tell us with the Veterans Network, how can people get involved if they're, you know, interested in learning more? Well, Veterans Network itself, you obviously, we work with most of our focus is with external VSOs, Mm. veteran service organizations. Right. We connect with our community tremendously, but we are spooling up and have spooled up an event that we're hoping to do quarterly with CBS mm-hmm. and Fox Network. It's called Vet Working Event. Yeah, Vet Working. Yeah, that's the name of mm-hmm. it. We only ran one of them so far. We are running another one in December, and you can check out LinkedIn for it right now. Right. That'll give you the date because we haven't locked in the next date. But basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to help veterans network with people. The most important thing is about networking yeah, so that yeah. we get people to know of you as compared to you knowing of them, mm-hmm. right? And we're having a little bit of fun. It'll be a trivia night again. And my understanding is we may be giving away some prizes because one of the veterans, uh, what do we call them? Vet, vet business person. <laughs> what do you call that? It's like a veteran business owner or... They they made it into a word now. It's like vetrepreneur. Vet- there we go. Vetrepreneur. Okay. Vetrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So a Navy SEAL has got a business company out there and he wants to donate some stuff to us. So we're, we're working with them trying to get that all together. But the idea is that we're trying to get all of the media companies mm. such as NBC, CBS and Fox 
hopefully ABC hears this and wants to, you know, jump on board or HBO or something. The idea is to get them all together because all of them have headquarters in New York and I'm in New York. I like to think of Veterans Network as separate and included in NBC because mm-hmm. we deal so much with the external community that we have to breathe and figure out how we can get veterans to be employed. Mm. Now, that sounds weird coming from an NBC person, but it doesn't sound weird coming from a military person. Mm -hmm. I'm looking out for my friends. Mm. Veterans should be employed. We're 1% of the population. Military families should be employed. These people give. So if I can loop them in with, if I don't have a position, I got this guy that needs a position. I got a friend over at another place get your spot. You know, that's uh, the inside is boys club, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. or, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to, we're looking to, to make sure that, that our families are taken care of, the military families taken care of, and that external connection will do that, you know? Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, really going back to the conversation around transition, it's a really difficult for a lot of families to transition from the military life to the civilian life. And so if they know someone who knows someone, you know, it, it, I think it makes the process a lot easier. It's even more easy if you know someone who's working at a place knows someone, right? It, yeah. the, the most important thing that I've learned over my years of being out, which has been 30 years, you know, mm-hmm. it's not what you know. It's not, it's not who you know. It's who knows of you. And mm. this was from a, a, an old photography seminar that I got from my other career. That is so true. It should be triple underlined by everyone. They have to know of you. So you've got to get network out there so that you can spread some of the who you are-ness mm-hmm. of yourself to find that next position. A few years back, there was a lady who was working at NBC, didn't know that we have a veterans network. And then once she found out, she was like, I need persons who are meticulous mm-hmm. and cleaning up outfits, costumes, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. like, like someone who's in the military. <laughs> who right. else is more meticulous than military people? <laughs> who else? Oh, military spouses are that meticulous too because they mm-hmm. know they have to keep them, them their husbands and, and wives and you know family members up to par to meet regulations or else you get mm-hmm. in trouble. Mm-hmm. So this particular person worked in costumes. She worked in Long Island City and she hired eight people like that. Wow, that's That's awesome. how it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were all military spouses. I love that. I love that so much. And I appreciate you really bringing up the statistic that really less than 1% of our nation serves. And that's just not the service member, but that's the family is the spouses that have to make uh, those sacrifices. And so I think it's great, you know, what Veterans Network at NBC Universal is doing to be able to provide opportunities for, you know, our veterans and military families. So thank you for being a part of that. Oh, no, thank you for talking about it. There are a couple of other things I want to mention, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm we're not, we're not done yet. We're, we're going to wrap up soon. Uh, oh. I mean, we're going to wrap up soon, but I want I definitely want to make sure we, you know, cover everything that you want to share uh, for our community. So before we transition to any other updates or events you want to share, Jerome, is there anything else you want to share about the Veterans Network? Now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I mean, the Veterans right. Network is a, is a great place. We give and we have done stuff like Comcast started. Well, Comcast didn't start the initiative. One of our veteran leaders in Dallas, mm-hmm. Texas, started something called the Adams Corner, right? The Adams Corner is basically a corner of a Fisher house, which is set up as a PlayStation of which he came up with the idea of a veteran who was injured and, you know, consequently passed. 
Mm. When she was there with her or with her other child, uh, we're going to say son's spouse, it's not spouse, it's the, the <laughs> other child. She noticed that there wasn't, wasn't any place for, for the child to go and play. Mm. So, you know, just to step aside today, mommy can handle the issues that she was having with her son, which is, you know, he was gravely injured. And so she came up with an idea and she, you know, coordinated with her, her group to set up this Adam's Corner thing, dubbed after his name, of course. Mm-hmm. Comcast picked it up last year and we spooled up, I think it was six or eight other Fisher houses. And now we're permanently connected with Fisher houses, wow. of which we, in my case, happen to have spun up one of them in the Bronx, mm-hmm. right? At the Bronx Fisher house, the Bronx VA, right? This is one of those events of which you pull in the right people because Gold Star families are highly important to us. And mm-hmm. in particular, highly important to me as mm-hmm. you would attest to, mm-hmm. right? I appreciate that. Taking care of the families is really, really important. If you saw this this Fisher house, it was, it actually, I can actually show you part of the Fisher house. Yeah. Hey, we're uh, doing video, uh, might as well. It's, it's, it's another background change. Uh, uh, I love it. Yeah, That's there, there is go. the Fisher house. Love it. Love it. Boom. <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, that's one of the living rooms in the Fisher house in the Bronx. Mm. And I'm knocking over all of my stuff. <laughs> So yeah, this Fisher house is in, in the Bronx and uh, they carved out a room for us, a playroom of which we filled with toys so that when military families go to this Fisher house, which I don't, I don't know if you, if you heard of the Fisher house. So let me ask you that. Have you heard of Fisher house? This is the first time I'm hearing it. And so, I imagine for some of our listeners, it is too. Okay. So let me give you the, the 15 cent on that. Fisher house is owned by the Fishers or donated by the Fishers, Fisher family. They're a big developing company, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, across the United States. I don't know all of the information in reference to them. I just know that they're very generous. And uh, obviously they had a military member in their family or mm-hmm. else <laughs> right, <laughs> wouldn't right. be doing this. So they build these, they go to VAs or close to VAs. And if you didn't know, which I know you knew, when you're a military person and usually not, I don't know, what do they call it? Filthy rich? I think that's usually what it, <laughs> it's called. So when you have to deal with a medical situation, and you have a person in the hospital, you want to stay close by. Usually there's, there's something called a hotel of which, you know, is going to charge you an arm and a leg. You, you cannot mm-hmm. afford this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fisher House, the Fishers built these houses that are close to and in fitting with the location architecturally. Brand new wow. homes that are like suites. And I mean, beautiful. I mean, the mm-hmm. all new furniture has been donated. I mean, immaculate dual kitchen. So you have space for a family to come in there and and spread out. And then that gives the family the ability to just focus on the issue, Mm -hmm. right? They can Mm -hmm. come and they can stay for free. Wow. That's amazing. And it's it's fantastic. So this this little playroom, Adam's Corner, is one of our opportunities that NBC and Comcast has supported in the past and will continue to support. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we had eight spooled up last year. We were supposed to be... We're spooling up more this year, but then, you know, we had that little thing called COVID that started that blew everything yeah, up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it, it's important that, that we support our people. Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, Jerome, you are a wealth of knowledge and resources and connections. I absolutely want to thank you so much for being on our show today. A couple of other things I feel like it's important to add is that you actually come from a family of service as well. We mentioned that your dad had served and your grandpa had served. You want to tell us a little bit about about your lineage? (laughs) Sure. 
Uh, yeah, my my lineage. Wow. <laughs> I I, I to make it sound I, nice. <laughs> well, it does. It does sound nice. It really does. Thank you very much for for mentioning it. My father, Jerome Amos Senior. He served in in during Vietnam. Mm. Right. You know, a, he served in the army back then. Nothing against the army. He didn't want me to go in the army. <laughs> <laughs> he was very adamant. I can go in any other service, just not the army. <laughs> That's funny. Right. I was. I, bringing it back to myself. I was one of those people who were very determined as to what I was going to do with my life. And when I was, what I was going to do meant that in ninth grade, I decided I was going to go in the air force. Wow. Right. So my father had to sign special permission for that, but he was, this is when he was very adamant about it. His father, my father's father Mm -hmm. also served in the army. Right. So I guess that's the the main reason (laughs) that he didn't (laughs) want me to go in the army. And I believe my grandfather's grandfather also served in the army. That's my understanding. So, wow. uh, but that has nothing to do with anything as much as my great aunt, I, which I mentioned when I was a kid, my great aunt used to, she literally, we guess, I guess we had like a, a, a I'm still trying to figure this all out to, to be specific, but um, we had four veterans who lived in the house who were not family members. Wow. Right? Uh, they were all, let's just say they had issues of which they needed some place of support. And that's, that's one of the things that my grandmother used to do. She was also wow. a, a nurse for the Red Cross, but <laughs> that's a lot of, I got a lot of stories. You, you should yeah, ask. She, she, she sounds like an amazing woman and Extremely. just sounds like you come from, you know, a long lineage of service and giving back. So, you know, I, I'm not surprised that you are so multifaceted, you know, uh, today and sharing all the good work that you're doing today. But yeah, you know, with that said, Jerome, I just want to make sure we covered everything that you wanted to share. So is there anything else that you wanted our listeners to know or maybe plan for before we wrap up? One last, a couple last things, so it won't be one. I just want to make sure that I, I talked about one more thing from NBC, mm-hmm. right? Our sales and marketing team are looking for veterans to sign up for a particular event. It's called the Bold Veterans Group. Mm-hmm. NBC Veterans Network and Bold have teamed up together. They're another ERG in our company. So each one of the departments have different ERGs. I work for corporate ERG, and this is the sales and marketing branch. They're mm-hmm. looking for veterans who have finished their college degree and are looking to come into media and Very in cool. sales. It's a great opportunity for them to work as a resident is mm-hmm. the thing that we're calling it, right? They'll be paid and you know, brought forth or run through a training program to see if they can cut the mustard. If they can, they, they will be brought into the company. Mm-hmm. That is a, a fantastic opportunity for any person, but even a better fantastic opportunity for a person who is a veteran, right? Awesome. Um, just an, brought up from not just uh, the entry level, but into middle management. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. Oh man, I feel like I've just gained so much from you in our conversation, Jerome. And also as a fellow Amos (laughs) person, we were talking a lot about that offline that we share the same last name, but we're not related in any way in case anyone is wondering. Yeah, Um, I don't know about that. I'm going to check. Two podcasters, (laughs) we got to get into that. I don't don't know. (laughs) It'll be a a fun uh, holiday activity, you know, to kind of just like dig around and see you know yeah. what, what we find there's but a lot of emphasis a lot it's true it's true it's, it's very true absolutely 
But yeah, again, I just want to thank you so much for being on our show today and just sharing all that you had to share. I just love your attitude and your energy and your passion for what you do. And I want to congratulate you for all of your success at this point in your life. I know we also mentioned offline that you've been married for over 30 plus years. And it's just, you know, it's, I think it says a lot about you and your character. And again, I'm just very appreciative of our conversation today, Jerome. Thank you very much for having me again. And Jay Amos, as you are, (laughs) you should realize, I promise you, someplace in there we're related because I found this out when I was, this is the last little story. I found this out when I was working as a photographer. There was a priest in one of the services. His name was Jerome. And he wanted to make sure that that I knew what the Saint Amos is. There's a Mm -hmm. saint. See, Mm -hmm. a lot of Amoses. (laughs) Saint Amos was a shepherd. So leaders gathering their flock. Amos. Wow. I love that. I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know that part of it. So that's there you go. Like knowing that. <laughs> Are you sure you know, we're not related? I don't we're know. Related. I mean, this will be a fun project for us to figure out if we're related, but you know, we could be, you just never know. Um, well, you are B fam. You're, you're a part you of go. our family. Awesome. I love that, Jerome. I appreciate your hospitality <laughs> and, and your homely, homely nature. One more thing before we go. I know we keep saying like we're going to wrap up, but we always keep saying one more thing. Why don't you share a couple of websites or ways that people can get a hold of you? We will include this in the show notes, but in case anyone just wants to hear it out, how can people find you online? So you can find me online at bfamcooking.com. Of course, that's my landing page for my YouTube channel. You can also find me on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram for BFAM Cooking. Awesome. Well, again, Jerome, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on Holding Down the Fort. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes. And to our listeners, we hope that this show gave you one more piece of knowledge, resource, or relevant story so that you can continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.